Hi, I'm Alex, and in today's episode of our podcast, we are going to discuss the effectiveness of online learning. With the growing popularity of online learning in general and also various online courses, we are going to discuss whether it is actually that effective as it is usually presented. So think about any courses or any educational programs that you have recently taken, um, maybe some also seminars or lectures. So what format were they in? So um, I, I might expect that many of you would answer that they were online. Actually, um, we also tend today to prefer this different online courses or online learning in general to uh, in-person learning or this in-class learning, as we sometimes call it. Uh, of course, because, well, we, we can save time by that or it is just more comfortable for us sometimes so that we can maybe um, attend these this courses from our home or using our... Um, mobile phone or, or whatever. Uh, also, learning online, of course, has become uh, so popular today as it has never been before. And, of course, one of the most important reasons for this is this current situation when we cannot uh, really attend um, classrooms or we cannot really attend this in-person learning so that we have to take online courses instead. Uh, which actually has become recently a, a huge challenge for 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 both sides, for many educational institutions, and also for for us as learners. Yeah, but this is what we are going to to talk about uh, today. But anyway, sometimes we really have to take online courses, and on the one hand, uh, it can really be difficult for us as learners. So that we have, first of all, have to change the learning environments which we got used to. Um, so that we usually kind of get used to learning in a specific environment where, which we know um, and where we know how to learn. Uh, and this is basically very normal for us also as an organism, so that we get used to a particular environment uh, in general. And of course, uh, adapting to a different environment. Uh, so in our case, it's this digital, right? Digital or online environment. Uh, of course, takes uh, takes time and effort uh, just to adapt to it. So that, in other words, we have to kind of learn learn to learn differently. Uh, but anyway, uh, taking uh, online learning has also has um, has also various um, positive effects. Um, so first of all, of course, it is an additional uh, opportunity for learning, meaning that uh, when we attend online courses or we just learn online, we tend to learn not only that material that is mediated to us, right? What, what is given in this course, but we also learn these different methods, instruments of digital learning. And basically these are those instruments and things which we might after that use for other different reasons, right? If you learn how to use uh, different instruments on Zoom, for instance, you might prefer to use it also for some other uh, tasks in your in your on your everyday basis. 
uh, also uh, an important effect is this development of uh, of our digital literacy. In other words, again, how we use digital environment so that it works effectively for us, so that we use it uh, in order to to um, accomplish some some specific tasks by using these different digital instruments. And also in relation to to our current situation, when many people had to switch to online learning. Uh, a lot of people actually were saying that, yes, of course, on the one hand, it was uh, an important challenge. So it was very difficult to switch between this, um, to switch from uh, uh, impersonal learning to online learning. However, many people saw it as a real um, opportunity for them to learn something new, to develop these new learning behaviors and just really develop as learners. So and I can also share with you my own um, experience. Uh, so as you know, I myself am a scientist, so I'm researching learning processes uh, and inner speech, and I'm uh, also working on my PhD research now at the University of Tartu. Um, and um, I'm also giving uh, courses there, of course, uh, for my students. And um, this year it was a very kind of very interesting experience when we had almost all our um, education process online. So we had to uh, both teach and learn online. Uh, and uh, for me, uh, again, um, it was a very um, interesting and a very encouraging learning experience. So first of all, because I had to support my, my, my uh, students uh, in, in changing this learning environment from this impersonal learning uh, or in-class learning to, the, uh, to this digital uh, environment and so to make it you know, smoothly so that we don't kind of um, lose any, any opportunities so that we keep learning at least uh, as effectively as we did before. Um, and also, yeah, of course, of course, it was a challenge. But again, uh, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good opportunity to look at the uh, teaching and learning process from a different perspective. So, of course, another thing was was the use of uh, different tools. So, di using different uh, technology uh, in order to to teach. So, there's different uh, programs, the different I don't know online the, uh, online. Um, learning uh, environments um, such as Moodle or, or very different different things, which we actually we, we used before, but in the situation when when you uh, learn only online, so you have to really know how these things work and how they can uh, replace that practices that you <laughs> you got used to before when you learned uh, learned in person. Yes, and also uh, there was one one uh, important uh, challenge for me as uh, we sometimes with my students uh, do different imitations of different popular uh, cognitive uh, research experiments. Uh, so we just uh, try to imitate them in the classroom just to see how things work. Um, and so uh, usually in a, in a real classroom, we just can use the environment, right? We can use the pen and paper and, and uh, something that we have in the real classroom. But in the online environment, things are a little bit different. 
um, so that uh, you have different delays uh, in, in your communication or you cannot just uh, um, just give some something to someone, right? So you have to um, send things through this online environment. So that was that was another uh, interesting challenge, which also was a very um, a very important uh, learning experience, and it really actually helped to look at this at the learning process from a very very different perspective. So that's that is a thing which. Um, I would also like to share with you today so some some my own um, perspective. Apart from those situations when we have to learn online, we have to switch from in-person learning to online learning, there are also situations or reasons um, when people just choose um, online learning uh, instead of, for example, in-person learning. And there are different reasons for that. And the, the main one is probably this the availability um, of uh, online learning, meaning that you can access it almost from anywhere, uh, just using some your some of your personal uh, digital devices, which makes online learning a very uh, a very easy uh, thing to follow, a very easy thing to just uh, tune in and, and and listen and and go with it. But it also makes online courses very easy to dis distribute from uh, different educational institutions, for example, from, from uh, some well-known universities. So that, that this is also another reason uh, of, of, uh, of why online courses are so popular today. But also in comparison with in-person learning, uh, online learning provides you with uh, a more diverse uh, choice and more diverse opportunities for different forms of learning so that you get information not only from the speaker initially, but you also can uh, watch different videos, um, follow various online workshops, uh, and also do different interactive activities online, which really makes, makes this online learning experience uh, a more diverse kind of form of learning. But uh, it's also interesting that many um, educational institutions uh, meaning that even some high schools and universities sometimes really encourage their students to take uh, some online courses. Uh, for example, this is a practice in, in Florida, uh, so that uh, uh, all high uh, school students are required to take at least one online course. And uh, actually, this, this can have uh, a very important um, um, and very reasonable uh, outcome as it again uh, gives you an opportunity to develop your digital learning abilities, your digital skills, so just knowing how, not only how to learn through, the, uh, through this digital environment, um, but also how to use it for, for very other different purposes, because basically... Uh, this digital environment uh, and media environment is something where we um, spend a lot of our everyday time and knowing how to use it so that it works effectively for you is a very important skill today. Um, but also today we can find um, very many these courses online, as we already said, um, which are provided uh, by very many different educational institutions, uh, even including some famous universities. So in here I'm talking about this MOOC, meaning that it's mas massive open online courses. Uh, 
and uh, this has recently become a very very popular way of learning and you can learn almost almost anything from these courses um, I also have, I, I saw some interesting statistics about this digital uh, or this online learning market so for instance the um, the recent analysis of the e-learning market shows that the worldwide um, e-learning market is projected to be worth 325 billion dollars in 2025. So that meaning that, for example, in 2014, this number was 165 billion dollars. So that it means that that uh, the e-learning market will have to have to double just in a decade. But is online learning really that effective as it is usually presented? But let's look at what science says about it. Uh, in this episode, we will focus more on the uh, general picture of online learning, and of course, in a separate episode, we will also speak about the. Uh, the influence of online learning on our individual uh, learning processes, our learning behavior, memory, and also just in general the way we learn. Uh, of course, uh, this question of whether uh, online learning is more or maybe less effective than regular in-person learning is very difficult to answer uh, with simple numbers. So this means that we cannot say that, for example, uh, online learning is, let's say, like three times or four times uh, more effective than regular um, in-person learning, or maybe vice versa. And the main reason is the inability to make such a huge, such a diverse uh, research, considering um, the diversity of these digital uh, learning courses uh, in different countries, and also considering cultural differences, differences in audiences, the age differences. So there are so many different, um, let's say, different uh, circumstances, these different uh, details uh, and aspects which may really influence the the um, results. So that we almost so that it is almost impossible to make a very good comparative analysis, at least right now. Uh, however, what we can do uh, in order to somehow find the answer to this question is to um, just rely on some smaller local research that, that scientists actually do today and do, do it very, very much. Um, so while these smaller local research, they do not have that bigger kind of picture, uh, they can anyway be considered more reliable as they have fewer data, so and meaning that it is it is easier to analyze and it is it is much more uh, well just in many cases it's it's much more reliable than this big research with big numbers, uh, so that we can use uh, this this smaller research as a as a kind of a model. So first of all, uh, let's discuss what we uh, basically mean by online learning. So we, we have been speaking quite a lot about online learning, but we probably need to say what we mean by that. And uh, we will speak about online learning or learning online, so call it as, as, as you wish, uh, as a remote form of learning where uh, you learn via your computer or maybe some other digital device. So to date, we can... Uh, distinguish between these two main big formats of uh, online learning. Uh, 
So the first one is the synchronous learning. And the synchronous online learning means that uh, teachers and students, they all meet at the same time um, just in front of the screen. So it's more or less uh, very similar uh, to our uh, impersonal real learning practices, right? But we are not sitting uh, in the classroom, but we are sitting in front of the screen. So that's the first uh, type, so the synchronous learning. Uh, and this synchronous learning is also very, I would say, very popular in, in general education. So when you, uh, for example, if you are studying at school or at the university, so this syn uh, synchronous learning is one of the most uh, widely used way. Anyway, uh, another format, another big this type, or big format of online learning is asynchronous learning. Uh, so, and this means absolutely vice versa. It means that uh, in this type of learning, we are learning something and we are not, I mean, also learning online, right? But we are not sitting together with our uh, peers together or teachers together at the same time. So this learning can be done at any suitable time for us. And this is why it's called asynchronous. So, for example, you can do it in any, any uh, free moment that you have. And uh, here, uh, the best example of this um, asynchronous type is probably this MOOC courses. I've already told about it. It's M-O-O-C or Massive Open Online Courses. Uh, or also maybe some other smaller, smaller uh, courses that are provided by, again, different universities. So if you just go online and, and search for, for this MOOC courses, you will find very many different platforms that... Uh, provide courses from very many well-known uh, universities. Okay, so let's now start with the positive effects of online learning, which many people consider to be an important uh, advancement of um, online learning over the impersonal learning. So that the first uh, important positive effect is availability. We have already slightly discussed this thing. Uh, availability of online learning means that you can access digital courses, um, uh, whether it is, uh, I don't know, a school course, university course, or maybe some additional education. Uh, and you can access it no matter uh, where you are and at any time which is basically suitable for you. Again, if this is a, an asynchronous type. And this is especially important, not only just to save you time and this comfortability thing which we have been discussing but this is especially important in matching your own physical and psychological readiness to learn so such physiological and psychological aspects uh, as for example uh, intrinsic or as we call it, inner motivation attention and this physical condition uh, are very important uh, basics for the successful and and also enjoyable learning uh, so you should never uh, underestimate this um, physiological and psychological aspects. And this availability really makes it easier to, to just access, access learning when you are ready and when you feel yourself ready uh, for learning. Uh, I think with, that we actually need to speak about it in some of our um, future episodes uh, in a little bit more detail. Another important effect of online learning is uh, the ability to learn at your own pace. Uh, of course, we all know that we all learn differently. Again, it does not mean 
that one learns better than another. Uh, it only means that we learn at a different pace, so that we uh, like to spend uh, different time on different types of activities and different tasks. Uh, also, maybe we may have different different uh, approaches to learning, uh, so that some people, for example, prefer to make additional drawings when they uh, attempt to remember something or when they are listening to a lecture. Some people like maybe to uh, make additional notes uh, or maybe check something uh, simultaneously online. So we just have different learning behaviors. Uh, which means that, again, we may approach these different learning situations differently. And uh, with online learning, this is something we can really adjust for ourselves. So another important positive side of learning online is the opportunity that digital technologies uh, provide for learning practices. And there are many different aspects of how learning has changed over the recent years of this technological development and what kinds of technology it has incorporated. So, for example, one of the main things is probably hyperlinking. Uh, and hyperlinking allows you a very fast movement among various uh, uh, digital resources, different learning materials. So when you are, for example, I don't know, listen, listening to uh, a seminar and you can very quickly also check what uh, this or another word, for example, means, right? Or if you want to check uh, how a particular um, scheme look like. So just, just go this with this hyperlinking um, as far as it allows. Uh, another important thing is, of course, the multimodality. And multimodality uh, means that material uh, in online learning can be represented within different modalities, uh, in visual, uh, audio modality, for example, um, so that you can watch videos, you can listen to some lectures, or you can listen to music, or you can maybe... I don't see different this um, 3D um, schemes or whatever. So there is there is a, um, again a very vast uh, choice of the ways of representing information um, within digital technologies, um, and this is a very important uh, again because it uh, enhances multisensorial learning so that you can use your different sensorial channels to. Uh, perceive information and again and this is a very very important um, um, aspect of learning we will again I say that we will speak about it in one of the separate episodes and another uh, important technological advancement is is the development of interactivity of online learning which we have already discussed but we discussed it more as just this uh, reason why we choose uh, sometimes online learning but actually interactivity can also have a very important positive effect on learning meaning that it's not only makes learning more kind of um, let's say interesting and engaging uh, which is also very important, but it also provides us additional um, opportunities for the interaction, collaboration, communication and learning, which, again, which is a very, very um, important and essential uh, thing for the effectiveness of learning. So learning online often also develops uh, different learning behavior. And one of the examples is an ability uh, to, to skip the information you already know. So again, this is a very uh, important uh, uh, ability of this uh, asynchronous uh, online learning type. 
Um, and this ability to skip the information you already know and just focus on the important parts of learning which you haven't yet uh, acquired, it, it has its own kind of pros and cons, meaning that, of course, the focus on novelty and on novel information uh, can psychologically be very, very important. Uh, and uh, also it can be very uh, encouraging for you to continue learning. But it also has its negative sides by reducing the, again, the necessary amount uh, of repetition, which is a very, very important uh, thing uh, for the nature of our learning. So in, in this respect, uh, it's very important to have here some, some kind of balance or at least maybe uh, try to have it. Uh, and now let's speak about why the recent scientific research has been skeptical about the effectiveness of online learning. So if we look uh, at uh, comparative studies, uh, meaning that when, for example, uh, some research compares um, how the learning happens in, in personal learning and in online learning, then uh, the research says that in general in personal courses are on average more effective. And here we rely uh, at this Jessica Harpen's uh, research. Uh, again, we should emphasize that this, is, uh, this research is mostly focused on school education. And again, this is a local research, but anyway. So that her research identified that uh, in-person learning is normally more effective than online learning. And she also, she also mentions um, some several important factors. The first one is the uh, lack of communication that she identified and lack of communication, uh, which normally, uh, I mean, the communication which normally works uh, as a motivating factor uh, doesn't work then in the online learning. Uh, another factor is that learning online requires a lot of uh, independent learning, right? So that uh, it can be very difficult for, for many students, especially students with weaker academic backgrounds. And this is what we have uh, already, already uh, slightly discussed, so that you have to um, know how to manage your time, you, you know how to, you have to know how to manage with this different learning environment. And also from here comes the third factor that learning online is not actually focused on making the learning process easier. So uh, since it requires even more, even more learning, uh, again, we speak about this changing of the learning environment, uh, learning how to use these different technologies, or in other words, these different learning tools, uh, also using the self-management, we which we have discussed uh, before. So meaning that if if uh, if a person struggles in in-personal classes, uh, it's much likely that this person will also struggle even more uh, in online learning, because he has uh, just a more uh, amount of of um, activities that that he or she has to do. Uh, but now let's look uh, at the challenges of online learning in more detail. One of the main challenges with online learning is that it cannot provide the enough amount of social interaction in comparison with in-class or in-personal learning. Uh, this is what many researchers argue about today, uh, namely how this uh, very specific form of communication that we normally have 
in this online environment influences our own learning processes. Uh, and from different perspectives, from biological, psychological and social points of view. But anyway, you may ask me, why is interaction or communication so important in learning? And you may even say that, okay, I choose online learning usually because I don't have to speak a lot there. Uh, but actually, interaction is, is one of the most important factors in, in, this, in our um, uh, in the success of our learning, or the effectiveness of our learning. And basically, our unique ability of, of using language is one of the most important aspects which differs our learning processes as humans from other species. It also plays a huge role in ontogenesis, meaning the development uh, of uh, an individual organism uh, from the earliest stages to maturity. Uh, and it also makes our learning much more effective. One of the researchers who really emphasized the importance of um, uh, communication and social interaction and learning and who researched it a lot was the psychologist uh, Lev Vygotsky, who made a significant uh, contribution to, to the field of psychology and more specifically uh, to the field of learning and uh, memory. Um, so that inability to communicate or interact while learning significantly slows our learning possibilities in many ways. In general, the inability of accessing enough human communication while learning is one of the main, main um, difficulties that online learning as a field faces. Jessica B. Happen in her uh, research was comparing uh, online and in-class learning and uh, found out that many learners find online classes more difficult than regular ones, meaning that they even had some problems with passing several subjects. Uh, the problem that they would, uh, would probably not have uh, in the in-class learning. And there could be different reasons um, for why this happens. Um, and one belongs rather to our uh, psychological processes, meaning that we get used to a specific some specific procedures uh, over time. And this may even relate to the psychological adaptation processes uh, to specific environments, uh, which includes adaptations of the behavioral and cognitive processes. And so that the change of environment, and if we are talking about this online learning, it is usually a very significant change, often requires us to adapt to it and learn more uh, and shape our behavior. Another important challenge of online learning is related to the lack of multisensorial learning. Um, although many online courses today attempt to use this all possibilities of digital technologies, and we have already discussed with you that um, they often use these different multimodal representations of learning materials, so they show it as videos, um, images, uh, music or different audio files and so on and so on and use different engaging activities on different media platforms and they use a lot of different types of, of um, online interaction and so on and so on. However, online learning is uh, still very much limited by this audiovisual representation. It's, it's interesting because we usually speak about this uh, audiovisual representation in online learning 
um, as, a, as a significant benefit of, of it, of, of this type of learning. But basically, uh, we can also say that it is very much limited by it, meaning that it, it's only limited to this audiovisual uh, type of representation. It's limited, uh, of course, right now because of the technological limitations. Again, we, we don't know maybe in the future um, the technology will somehow overcome this, this problem and it actually is, it's already working on it. Uh, but anyway, uh, right now the online learning experience cannot provide this uh, decent uh, multisensorial experience. So, but why uh, is multisensory learning so important? Um, basically, the idea uh, behind multisensory uh, or multisensorial learning is to uh, represent information in learning uh, in a multisensorial way or maybe encourage learners to use more sensorial channels so that to use this audio, visual, olfactory or other uh, ways of either representing or um, perceiving information. So this way of learning originates from the very nature of our learning processes. And again, as, as the scientists from the University of California say, uh, our experience in the world involves this constant uh, multisensory stimulation. And most of our informal learning practices, so when, when we learn outside of the classroom, so when we just learn from our um, um, every, everyday uh, experience, involves this constant um, use of multiple sensorial channels. Um, so as a result, the psychologists uh, Ladin Shams and Iron Sates from the University of California say that human brain uh, has evolved to learn and operate in natural environments in which behavior is often guided by information integrated across multiple sensory modalities. Um, so, in um, simply speaking, we can say that uh, for us uh, as humans, it's much more uh, natural, it's much more um, essential to learn within uh, different uh, sensorial channels simultaneously. And um, so, multimodality in online learning is an issue. Uh, we were researching recently with with uh, my colleagues as well. Um, so I think that it would be also um, interesting and important to discuss it in some of our future future episodes. Another negative effect of online learning is that online learning environment promotes the behavior of multitasking. I'm sure you've heard about multitasking before. Uh, it's when you can uh, do different tasks simultaneously. For example, you are uh, watching a video and at the same time answering uh, your friend and social media. And the same thing sometimes happens in learning. So think about any recent learning experience uh, that you had online. Uh, and just think whether you were also surfing the web at the same time, or maybe you were reading some news simultaneously, or maybe you were again answering uh, some messages on social media. Although sometimes this multitasking seems to us as a very effective use of time, of course, because I can learn something, uh, something new, and at the same time I can do my work tasks. Uh, or maybe I can at the same time answer emails or whatever. Uh, 
But actually, it is not so. A, a lot of scientific research in psychology and cognitive science uh, argue that our brain works very badly with multitasking. And we are actually very ineffective if if not, say, even useless in focusing on several tasks simultaneously. And in relation to learning, multitasking leads to a higher degree of distraction, which leads to problems with attention. And as I have already said today, it's a very important psychological prerequisite for learning. So, in other words, when you learn, uh, even online, do not multitask. Anyway, the problem is that that the online learning environment itself, of course due to its specific nature, promotes multitasking, which becomes a significant problem of, of, um, of online learning in general. So there is another problem uh, which is related to the effectiveness of online learning and which is very often uh, discussed today in science and educational policies. And this problem is related to digital literacy. Or maybe it's better to say to the lack of digital literacy. Uh, remember I told you that when we turn to online learning, we have to adapt to the new environment where we also have um, different ways of learning. And among these new ways of learning, we also have different tools. Or in our example, there are digital tools which we have to learn how to use. Um, and uh, this is not that easy as you may think, even if you uh, use digital devices on a daily basis and even if you consider yourself as an advanced user. So the recent research uh, actually showed that even when teenagers have very good digital and media skills and use them a lot in informal learning, so when they learn, um, get outside of the classroom, it does not mean that they can easily apply them uh, for, so to say, consciously learning practices. So, in, in, in other words, it's one thing, uh, one, one thing is to um, be able and be an advanced user in, in um, using digital devices on a daily basis, but uh, uh, applying them for learning practices is an absolutely different thing. So I may also I'm also give you some one personal example which I had um, when I um, started to actively use online learning. So when I learn, I also like to make um, some additional notes, uh, usually usually written notes. And so when I started to actively use online learning, I understood that I sometimes. Um, needed to, to think about how to merge this uh, written notes with, with some digital notes. Because um, in digital learning, I started to receive a lot of different materials uh, in digital forms, like PDFs or presentations or things like that. So basically, uh, I had half of my information stored in digital devices, whereas, whereas half of my information was uh, still in the written form. And so I started to think how to... How to um, kind of uh, just to find the balance between them or maybe just switch to the digital format uh, completely or something because because I also started making notes and digital documents and these digital materials so that they can uh, kind of um, because just it was easier and, and faster for me and so I during some time I kind of found the the, the best the best solution for me uh, so that I tried to keep um, 
the most uh, like the, the relevant notes for for the for these digital materials in these digital materials and keep only kind of the mapping so i try to make make uh, the mapping of a particular um, uh, course or a topic in a written form. So it kind of helped me to create this this uh, unified picture uh, of a particular uh, learning process where I had uh, some materials in written form and some materials in digital forms. So this is just my own uh, kind of example, but actually there can be differ different uh, difficulties that, that uh, learners may face when they change the environment and again when you change environment from from the uh, real to the online one this is usually a very very big change anyway digital literacy and the habit to use digital uh, technologies in everyday learning is an important ability that uh, of course provides you with a lot of new possibilities of for example how to access uh, knowledge or, or, or information and even how to process it and on the other hand, uh, the lack of this digital literacy may really cause difficulties uh, for learning online and even make it much uh, less effective. And you may see the effect of the lack of digital literacy in the current situation when we um, had to switch to online learning and many educational institutions had to switch to online learning. Uh, we may see actually that this process wasn't done um, uh, gradually, so that um, it wasn't done in the way that that students uh, had some time to gradually adapt to the digital environment and also develop their own uh, digital skills. Uh, usually, it actually was a very kind of rapid uh, change, um, so that it appeared to be a, a serious challenge and a challenge for both actually for the educational institutions who thought and relied uh, uh, on uh, learners uh, already developed digital skills or at least institutions just considered that, uh, that learners had already very well developed digital skills for digital learning. Um, and also it was a big challenge for learners because they had to very quickly develop these skills. Um, so it also appeared to be a serious uh, psychological psychological uh, problem because you have to very quickly, very, very uh, rapidly adapt to the new environment with new forms of communication, with new tools and so on and so on. Because normally uh, the development of digital literacy requires um, a gradual process. Uh, and I would also like uh, to give you an example with Estonia, where I live and uh, do my scientific work. And Estonia made a remarkable development in online learning, and more specifically uh, in developing learners' digital skills right at the school uh, and maybe even at the preschool level. Uh, so that mean, meaning that um, this this uh, change from this in-class learning to online learning was not that. Uh, that difficult and that problematic, uh, meaning that Estonia made the development of digital skills and high-speed internet and also um, this IT infrastructure in general uh, a national priority. And um, um, we should also say that uh, already in 2001, um, it was the first country that classified internet access as a human right. 
uh, and it actually had a very important effect on um, school education, meaning that it allowed schools also to receive uh, a very good uh, internet access and uh, receive a good IT infrastructure, which allowed schools also to um, provide learners with the practice of their digital skills on a daily basis. It really increased the IT equipment there, uh, also, also the software, of course. Uh, and in, in different schools, children were uh, using, um, using this online learning actually on, on a daily basis so that they had some occasional online study days. And this was also accompanied with uh, very different uh, programs which were um, uh, launched to, for example, provide uh, computers and other, other necessary equipment and also internet access for all the schools um, uh, and also uh, help teachers to, to adapt to, the digital, uh, to, to digital learning and digital teaching. Uh, so that it helped uh, the uh, educational system to actually prepare for, for, for digital education, prepare for online learning, which, which was uh, released as this gradual process. Uh, and it resulted in the development of very different uh, useful uh, learning materials, platforms, uh, different uh, online management systems, uh, and knowing how to use them is actually a very, very important basics uh, for the effectiveness of online learning, of course. And this is a very important basis, of course, for, for uh, the digital literacy when we are talking about, about um, uh, learning. Uh, and uh, this uh, this whole, if, if we can say, it, project um, had a very, very positive results. And when uh, the popular British uh, newspaper, The Guardian, took the interview from some uh, representatives of Estonian uh, educational system, uh, they actually said that uh, they didn't feel this, um, um, this switch between this in-class in learning and, and online learning. So this switch was very, very uh, smooth and that they... Um, even haven't seen this much much different kind of from from other years uh, so that so that uh, in this article the british newspaper guardian even um, um, shared this uh, admiration with estonian advancement in uh, online learning and uh, development of digital skills uh, in in schools and this example very well shows how um, this gradual development of digital skills may really help to increase the effectiveness of online learning. And more specifically, the learner's uh, readiness to switch between in-class and online learning environment. Um, and, um, and this is also not the exception with, with the adults. Uh, as digital skills also require practice, uh, especially when we are talking about such a specific application as, as uh, conscious learning. Another aspect which is also very important in relation to um, asynchronous online learning type is that it requires much more uh, self-organization skills. And the reason for this is the very nature of uh, asynchronous online learning. Uh, so we got used to the idea that learning has been getting more and more personalized and more focused on individual learning abilities and needs. 
However, asynchronous online courses cannot provide such form uh, of learning. And this makes them very depersonalized. This can be very psychologically challenging. And, and again, it requires a lot of changes in the way we approach learning. Uh, when we are talking about online learning, we should not forget about some health-related problems. And one of the main difficulties among them is so-called uh, screen fatigue, or it is also sometimes called Zoom fatigue. Uh, and, um, and learning online, especially in this synchronous type of learning, often requires our constant attention on the screen. And this leads to, uh, to uh, physiological fatigue which results in eye strain, uh, loss in concentration, and even anxiety. Now, this is a serious problem uh, about online learning, which is also caused by the lack of awareness of what actually is online learning and, and uh, how it is different from impersonal learning and, and also how it influences our, our health. Uh, and again, as I said, this problem comes from this lack of uh, awareness, meaning that we usually consider uh, consider uh, in-class learning and online learning as a very similar process, and we just use the screen and we just um, and we just join uh, the learning process online. But actually, it is not so, and we have to understand these these important differences between online learning and and in-class learning, which we have also been discussing in today's episode. Uh, and I should say that today um, there are also very different uh, techniques which um, help to, to deal with this problem. Uh, maybe we can uh, even, even um, discuss it in a separate episode. Um, but, but today it's a really very, very uh, discussed thing on how to help learners to deal with this uh, screen fatigue and this physiological um, fatigue that, that uh, we receive from uh, sitting on the screen and concentrating on the screen for hours. Um, and a lot of involvement in online learning, especially when it is obligatory, significantly influences our mental health as well and causes various mental problems and screen fatigue is one of these important reasons but in fact reasons can be very different starting from the lack of communication and also the social isolation uh, from again this change uh, change of environment and a lot of self-organization pressure they all cause a lot of stress and lead to um, various uh, psychological problems uh, and to be honest, at the university for the recent years, we have seen an increased number of students who needed some kind of psychological help, mostly because of this uh, switch to constant um, uh, online learning and, and, and social isolation. And moreover, the university started developing more and more opportunities for, for students to receive this psychological help uh, uh, this, during this obligatory uh, online learning. So uh, we can also see more... Uh, social programs, for example, that, that focus, uh, focus on this issue. Well, in today's episode, we were trying to answer the question whether online learning is really effective. So, although there is no one scientific study today which can answer this question completely, 
we can see a lot of evidence that online learning today has a lot of challenges and problems which we need to consider either when we choose between taking an in-class or online course or when we are learning online and, and we need to think on how to make it uh, work for us. And there are, of course, a lot of situations when online learning is very useful. So, for instance, uh, when you want to enlarge your knowledge in a specific sphere, uh, the, um, these different online courses could be very, very uh, useful, especially these MOOC uh, courses. Um, or when you want to learn something new in this uh, cozy uh, home environment, uh, or when you want to learn something online, uh, what you cannot learn otherwise. And online learning is also a wonderful way of, of supporting general education practices. So when, for example, you study uh, somewhere and you would like to kind of um, receive additional practice, receive additional uh, uh, learning or experience. And in one of uh, the future lectures, we defi definitely need to talk about how to deal with the problems of online learning. So that doesn't make difficulties for your uh, either physical or mental health, and also works effectively for you in terms of uh, learning and memorizing. Uh, and uh, I would also like to just share a couple of tips which you may use while deciding about uh, whether to take an online course or maybe consider an in-class uh, learning. So and there are several questions I think that you should consider. The first one is, are you actually able to take part in uh, in-person in lessons? Um, because if you if you can, then maybe you should you should consider it uh, again uh, while thinking about all this all these aspects that we were uh, discussing in today's episode. Another question is: Will it require a lot of impersonal communication? And in this respect, you should probably also consider impersonal lessons instead of online learning. Uh, another question is, do you actually yourself feel comfortable with this digital or media technology? And this is, again, the question of, of digital literacy, whether it, um, uh, whether this will make some additional, maybe difficult or just additional work for you. Uh, another question is, where actually, are you well self-organized in order, in order to deal with, with um, uh, online learning? And also check if the institution has experience in developing digital course, courses and whether uh, maybe the platform which you are using have some additional ratings and comments and, and whether you can actually rely on, on the previous experience of those who, who already participated in the course. Because as, as we have already said, the way uh, learning material is, is, is represented is very, very uh, important. And knowing how to do it well, knowing how to uh, represent re uh, learning material uh, is a very important aspect or a very important factor for the successful uh, learning practice. And learning online can really be a great way of, of learning new things, but do not overestimate it and consider what we have been discussing today. So uh, learn online, but do it intelligently. So thank you for being with me in this episode of our podcast. And remember to like and subscribe to our podcast and see you in the next episode.